Make Better Best Books with authors, readers, and other endangered species. I'm your guide, Katerina Valentin. Come and join us. Welcome to this episode of Big Better Best Books podcast. And I have a very mysterious guest today. I have a ghostwriter on, and her name is Teresa Stenson. So, Teresa, Hello. what is a ghostwriter? <laughs> okay. Hi. Thank you for having me, Katarina. It's really nice to be able to talk about this. Okay. So, well, go well. A ghostwriter is basically somebody who is who writes materials, written materials. So, in my case, that is books and articles, and it's for for people who. I feel they've got something to say or something to share with the world, but for some, for whatever reason, usually either because they're not writers themselves or because they're really busy and they're just too busy doing lots of other great things around the world, <laughs> they don't actually have the time to put their books and articles and so on together. So they entrust me with that. You know, it, I, I think a lot of books, biographies and books like that, you know, for people are aware that they may be ghost written in a way, yeah. but how do you work? Like if you're going to ghost write a book for someone or an article for someone, where do you start? Because there's still like, if you're going to be the ghost of somebody's voice, how do you, how do you find that ghost voice? Um, okay. Well, if it's a new client, then really I want to be able to listen to them speaking. So it doesn't have to be face to face. In fact, um, a couple of the people that I'm ghostwritten for, I've never actually spoken to in real life, <laughs> which is a kind of funny thing when you think about it, but it works. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I, what I do have in that case is I have access to usually audio, either of them speaking uh, to somebody else being interviewed or perhaps presenting something to camera like um a YouTube video or a uh, perhaps running a course on something that they know a lot about. So I, I have like the the material, the spoken material, and then it's a case of taking that and turning it into something that's going to work on the page. So it always starts with their particular voice, their speaking voice. Well, why is this? Why is that their speaking voice that's important? I guess that's like the essence of how they're expressing themselves. So there'll be things like how you phrase things, the quirks of your of your voice. And and really because you want it to sound like it's them. So if somebody has employed me to write their life story, for example, they want that to be written in first person. So they're going to probably be sharing it with their at least their family and friends, if not a wider audience. And it needs to sound like they wrote it, you know. So it starts off with how they would express it verbally. And then it goes like way beyond transcription into something else, but it kind of can start with transcription. So that's getting, just getting it physically on the page. And then it's working out how to make that work because like spoken language is so, it sounds kind of obvious, but spoken language is so different to written language. Like now we're having a conversation and there's going to be false starts or bits where I, trail off a bit or you you know we're contributing together we're creating it together in a moment but once you kind of take that and then you go okay now I've got all this raw material and now I need to work out how this is going to work in a totally different form as words on a page so I understand that that you're like you kind of listen after the voice of the person you're going to write for and then you find that voice and then you start writing that voice mm -hmm. and I also know that you're a writer that you write short stories yourself yeah correct correct yeah yeah I was a, a like a published writer bef as in my own under my own name before I started ghostwriting 
So how did you, it's kind of like, how, how does, how does one know who you're writing as? Like when, when you're, you know, do you switch like your, your way of thinking or expressing or how do you kind of sit, you know, you sit down by your desk and you're going to write as yourself or the, or for someone else? How, how does that work for you? Um, gosh, it's probably not something that I really, really think about. So it's interesting to be asked. But I guess when I'm writing with myself, it's and you know this because you're a writer too. Like it's a really, it's a personal thing. You know, often you're taking, you're drawing on experiences that you've had or things that you found interesting, and you know, you might kind of sketch ideas out. You might write something in free form. You write, you, you know, you kind of have this whole process of writing something creatively as your own that's really different to taking somebody else's ideas and writing a book or an article or a speech even you know out of that so it's a different process I think like if I'm ghostwriting for somebody like I just I might watch them uh, speaking if I've got footage of YouTube you know just to get into it at the beginning even if I've been ghostwriting them for them for a year or two I might just have a listen of them speaking just to get started but I kind of just think about how would that person say this like how would they how would they express this so when you're doing this, these two kinds of writings, and I realize there's probably several kinds, but which which one do you find the most fun? Ah, <laughs> I think when something's working, whether it's something that you're creating yourself that's come from you or it's a ghost written thing, when it's working and the words are kind of flowing onto the page and you get into that really nice zone, it doesn't really matter whether it's my own stuff or whether it's ghost written. I just enjoy that process. You know, like my, I, I really love writing. I've always written since like, I, I've kept a diary from about the age of 10 or 11. I have a huge box full of diaries, teenage diaries that are quite embarrassing. Um, they should so, be embarrassing. That is perfect. If they're not yeah. embarrassing, there's something wrong with the diary. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've, it's always been natural to me to like, to record things, to get them down. It all feels like it all interweaves so much rather than it being two distinct things. You know, when when I write for myself, I sometimes kind of get, you know, I get stuck. I can't, you know, I don't know how to move on and <laughs> go and do other things to try to get out of it. Does that occur when you ghostwrite as well? Or is that more for your own writing? Oh, no, yeah, that works. That happens with ghostwriting too. Yeah, there's, there's always like, I find like in pretty much every process of writing every book that I've written a ghost written it's there's always a part at least the sev- it happens several times where it feels like I don't know how to move forward through this like I don't know how if this is the way that this book should be written or should or needs to kind of be expressed so yeah there's always those times sometimes you just have to leave it and call it a day and come back to it or you know I I go over what I've so you know if if I'm starting a new a new book for a client I usually read what I've already written for them as well or I'll read articles that I've Mm -hmm. already written for them and it's kind of like proving to yourself like come on like I've done this before (laughs) like do it again do you have a good like when you get stuck whether it's your own writing or ghostwriting what do you do how do you do to get out of it how do you do you take it a day like you said and just call it a day and do something else or do you have any other trick um I don't know, because I think you have to like d- differentiate between whether the reason why you can't do it is maybe because you're just like procrastinating or, you know, you're feeling a bit of inertia and a bit tired. And sometimes it's good to push through it. And other times I think pushing through it is like, a, you know, not the, the best thing because 
you do just need to get that headspace away and usually getting the headspace away from it do something else go for a walk do something entirely different read watch tv whatever usually when you do that you switch off from it it kind of comes like oh yeah I could do that or oh yeah that's what the problem with this is or that's what that particular plot point needs yeah so is that whole area of ghostwriting do you perceive that it's been growing the lately the last let's say the last few years is it something that's become more interesting what what's your sense like of, I don't know if we could call it a market but the market of ghostwriting what would you how would you describe yeah, it? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I, I, when, when something's not in your awareness, like you're not sure whether it's always been there or not. So, but for me, <laughs> yeah. like actually this, this kind of ghostwriting that I do came into my life around maybe three or four years ago. So about 2015. And until then, I knew that ghostwriters existed, like you said, but I always imagined it was like, um, it's just for people like the high level entertainers, politicians, um, celebrities and so on, who, who would hire a ghostwriter. But, a few years ago, it came, yeah, like I said, into my awareness that there was actually people who, you know, who write life stories of the not so rich and famous people, like everyday, everyday people. Like, and I think that might have something to do with the internet and probably with like the rise of like self publishing and then also with the rise of interest in personal journeys and stories and those stories that kind of take you somewhere like and real life stories people are inter- are always interested in true stories so that's how I started out writing autobiographies for people who just had a desire to share their story in some form or another and now there's a way to do that so but whereas there wasn't maybe 10 or 15 years ago or it was harder it wasn't as obvious that's interesting because I, I do get that yes you're correct like there's always been ghostwriters for the rich and famous and the, and there's always been speech writers political speech writers or you know that that's like a that is clearly a profession that's been around for hundreds of years like speech writers so but yeah. this particular ghostwriting that we're talking about is kind of a ghostwriting for like you said autobiographies but also articles or blogs mm-hmm. or anything that that can now can easily be published correct that 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 world of publishing online has opened up a whole new area of writing that isn't so connected to money anymore in what it's possible to get your story out Mm -hmm. so when you've written an autobiography for someone how has it been received by that person what does it what does it create for them what does it change for them well it's kind of funny because the when I first started out writing autobiographies, the companies that I that I worked for were kind of um, like I was like a cog in a chain in a company where, say, if if you decided that you wanted to have your life story written and you you approach this company, they would um, have a project manager who'd take care of the whole thing. They'd send an interviewer out to you to speak to you about your life and your experiences. That audio would be sent to the ghostwriter, so myself and lots of mm-hmm. other ghostwriters who worked for this particular place. And then we listen to the audio and turn that into a book without ever having any contact with the people who we were writing autobiographies for, which was sort of weird, you know, because you like know so much. I'm listening to all these personal stories from somebody and but they don't know who I am. <laughs> and then like when 
like they would be interviewed and like the interviewer would have contact with me so between interviews I would say like oh like oh please could you ask um Jake about the time when like he fell off his sister's swing and could he tell that story again because it wasn't clear enough or like I'd have like instructions or requests from the interviewer so but they could only ever say like the ghostwriter would like to know so then I'd be listening to this back the audio and it'd just be kind of this weird experience of just hearing me being called the ghostwriter you know it's like you said it's a mysterious um, ghost sort of role behind the ghost the ghost behind the pen yes but yeah. so so if you could have chosen would you have preferred if you did the interviews as well yeah, well, that's that's what I then went on to do. So I worked for another place where they actually, the role of the interviewer and the ghostwriter were combined. So that really suited me because it meant that I could go and speak, you know, meet and be with people directly and speak to them about their life. And it really just kind of cut out a lot of like the middle stuff, you know, like it was a lot more immediate and easier to, to hear somebody's story like one-to-one like that rather than having to go through the different steps with the interviewer and so on so I did that for a little bit as well which was more yeah it was it was more um meaningful I think so in in those cases when you did that what was like what was your sense that you contributed to them in some way well (laughs) it didn't always go like smoothly and perfectly and there were there were times like there was one lady in particular that was really like closed off to me like and I couldn't seem to get her to open up it was her personality was very like I don't know what you know she'd had this idea that she wanted to have a life story written but she was so like reluctant to share with me like the real <laughs> details of it. like she only wanted to kind of give me the a to b to c this is what happened in my the bullet point list of her life and that was a real challenge because like I needed to get to know the whys and the <laughs> and all of the stuff in between um so that took a little bit of work to get like a rapport going with her and then once the book was delivered because again this was like still on behalf of a company like I didn't get any feedback from that like so that could happen quite frequently like the life stories that I wrote I wouldn't get like actual real like meaningful feedback from people it was just okay the job was done and then you went on to the next job so that you know that side of it was quite weird but I kind of thought well that's what I'm a ghostwriter like I am this person who is like just you know there to deliver this like I don't know like a surrogate parent or something but it's not mine so yeah it was it's a good likeness though a surrogate parent I like that that's that's yeah. a little bit like you're not yeah or the the invisible hand that creates something so in that way ghostwriting at least to, to some extent it doesn't give you a lot of acknowledgement or or feedback like you say so compared to when you write things on your own that it's under your name is that more satisfactory for you as a person yeah I guess so but like yeah I mean like I've you know the short it's, it was I've had some great experiences with my short stories and different bits of you know parts of my writing life that have been received well and um and I've had a couple of awards and I've met like some of my writing heroes and and that's that was all, always really rewarding I think I'm like at a time in my life now where I've kind of gone through I'm going through a bit of a transition because I've become a professional writer which is like a move that a lot of writers really find quite difficult to make but happened very like easily and fluidly for me Hmm. but um, that's that's actually really interesting because I wanted to go into this with 
seeing writer as a profession, writing as a profession. Mm-hmm. Writing is something that you do full time. Writing is something, and, and I think there's a lot of people, young people that would like to become a professional writer. So if you could give them some advice, and if they were, you know, interested in moving, adding on this area of ghostwriting, what would you, what would you suggest? Well, what could they look at, and how would they know if it was something for them? I think, well, first of all, if they've got a genuine interest in people and stories, because just because you want to be, a, sadly, just because you want to be a writer doesn't always mean that, you, that you're interested in others. You know, it's okay if you've got something that you want to say yourself. But if you're going to ghostwrite, you've really got to care about what other people, either what their experiences are if you're doing life story work or what their, maybe what their ideas and philosophies are if you're doing, um, if you're maybe writing a kind of how-to or self-improvement type book. So if you're curious, that would be like a, a great start if you're interested in other people. And actually what, what, what I always say is that, um, you know, interview the people in your life, like, you know, your grandparents or your parents, and maybe, you know, with their permission, record um, an interview with them, even if it's just 10 minutes, like, tell me about your wedding day, tell me about, like, what it was like when you first went to school or, you know, those, those kind of things. And then adapt that audio into, into something written and see what that process is like. And if you enjoy it, you know, that would be one, you know, one way to, to begin. It's brilliant advice to actually look at if you're interested in people, you may be able to be a ghostwriter. If you really mainly have your own burning story to tell, then maybe ghostwriting isn't for you. And and that's also a way to get started, like you're saying, to interview. But how do they get, if they then want to try, if they are, this is something that they would consider doing. How did you you end up there? How did you get started as a ghostwriter? Yeah, I I, I kind of had this, um, I was working in other jobs. So I worked at... um, I worked in a bar and a cinema. I was a teacher for a while. I um, worked at, a univers- at the university doing like academic support and note taking for students. And I was doing all of these like non-career jobs, which was fine by me. That was like, I did that in order to be able to write in my spare time. And I kind of had this feeling like I really would love to be able to be, to get paid to be a writer. That was the dream. But I thought maybe, you know, in order to do that, I'm going to either have to be a journalist which I didn't really fancy doing, um, or write a best-selling novel, which I hadn't done yet. <laughs> so it was, I kind of had this like limited perspective on what, what my options were. And then I just was looking around on a, on a jobs board and I actually saw the job for interviewer for the company that I was talking about that I ended up working for. And I saw this like job advertised interviewer and I was like, oh, that sounds just like an interesting job title. What is, what's that? And I looked into it and I found that this company were writing people's life stories, helping people to get them published. And I just sent them an email and said, like, look, I'm, I'm a writer. I've been published under my own name. I'm really interested in what you're doing. If you need ghostwriters, you know, get back to me. And they did. So that was the sort of beginning of, of me doing ghostwriting. But it was one of those like, like, like cliched light bulb moments when I saw that that was possible. Cause I was like, Oh, I can, I can do that. Like I would love to do that. And I'd be good at it. And it kind of felt like things fell into place a little bit. And then the universe, sort of yeah, the universe had your back there. Like it showed you a possibility yes. where yes. you didn't yeah. even see one. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So would you say you've gotten better as a ghostwriter over the years? Like, are you better at yeah. ghosting? <laughs> In a way. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think like I've been quite lucky in the past couple of years in that I've got like 
a handful of clients that uh, always come back to me, which is really nice, which me obviously means that like something's going right with those client relationships. And I've gotten to know those voices and those people. So I'd, I guess like you develop in that way, like skills wise, you develop and then like, you know, your character or your how you personally deal with being a ghostwriter sort of develops the more that you do it because, you know, you realize that you really, you know, you have you, you you can't have an ego to do this job. <laughs> like you've got to really not mind that. Like like I was saying before, that what you're doing, you may not get feedback on, or you can spend ages on something and never know whether like how it may have touched someone's life or not. I think that's I think that is quite extreme though. The examples I was giving about working for those life story companies, that's maybe a little bit more unusual, but perhaps interesting too. That you. It thickens your skin a bit. <laughs> well, it is, right. it is interesting that you would spend a lot of time writing something and then the glory or honor would go to someone else in, in that way. Do you do you ever look at that as an ethical problem with, with you writing something that somebody else gets the credit for? Um, no, I, no, because um, the stuff that, that I do is always like, it's a bit like we were talking about with the surrogacy, I guess. It's always somebody else's ideas and their vision and I'm like helping them to like create that so like I I wouldn't I wouldn't ghostwrite any fiction like I did actually have a request and I did try it um to go to make a, a novel from somebody based on somebody's life story so the idea being that we would take this person's real life experiences and embellish them and heighten them and add in some drama And it was really hard. Like I thought on paper, like, yeah, I can do this. I'm a fiction writer as well. So I definitely do this. And then when it came to it, I couldn't do it. <laughs> it was, it was tough. So I, we, yeah, I kind of said, I, I, I can't help you in this way, but actually that client is somebody that I still work with now in other types of, on other types of books, but that particular project wasn't That's something right. that I could do. Thank you. And that's such a great example, too, because what you're saying is that when you're ghostwriting, you're actually like organizing and expressing somebody else's ideas, life, experience, vision. Well, if mm -hmm. you were writing fiction, it would be it would kind of be your ideas or your, you know, your fiction that you were writing for them. So that that is a big difference between those two. Yeah. So say you, you could pick anything. Is there is there anything you would like to ghostwrite about? Like anyone that you've been thinking that would be really fun to ghostwrite about? Like some, does that make sense? That's a question. Yeah. yeah. Um, lately, I don't know because I just feel really satisfied with work as it is now. Like it's, that's, that, that's really great. I used to have this um, idea that I really wanted to write a um, the story of a, of um, somebody who is trans who transitioned from one gender to another just because I was really interested in what that person's like life experience must be like. Huh. So that was something that I did have like on my like list of a few years ago when I first started out doing life stories. But yeah, at the moment I'm just yeah I'm, I'm happy with how things are. I get I get time to do my own stuff. I get chances to work with some really interesting people. So. Yeah, it's all pretty good at the moment. Oh, I like that. And I also like the example you gave because that's kind of what I was wondering. It, it, ghostwriting gives you a possibility of actually looking at the world through somebody else's eyes in the way yes. you described it now. So if you had an interest then in gender change and what that would what would that be like and how would that that would be an interesting book to write because you would get to 
you would have to step into that person's shoes to ghost for them in a way. Yeah. So, so when you've been ghostwriting for different clients lately, does things change for you when you write about the things you write about? Does it affect you? Did you, do you learn or change from what you ghostwrite about? Yeah, I think I do sometimes, like with some of the material, because especially like if it's in the area of self-improvement or self-development, because especially like like when you have people who've been doing what they're coming, building on philosophies that they've been building for for years and um, and sharing those philosophies with people. So, you know, you don't have to, you don't become a convert and take on everything that they believe, but it really opens your eyes to looking at the world in a different way. And kind of even just stopping and questioning, like, oh, what would I do in that situation? How do I deal with that? Like, what do I think about this? So I think it's, yeah, it's inevitable in the, in, the, in that particular genre that you are going to you are gonna take some stuff in and take some stuff on in a good way. And, and if you tell people you're ghostwriting, what's, what's their reaction? <laughs> it depends. Like, I'm usually a bit surprised because you know how you said, oh, it's kind of like a known that ghost, that people, people like ghostwrites autobiographies for celebrities and politicians and stuff. But I find that a lot of people don't know that and they're really like surprised by it and they feel really deceived by it. And, you know, it's sort of funny to me because it just seems like, well, it's it's kind of like obvious, <laughs> um, you know, like that these people can't possibly like have the time to do all what they're doing and also write a book. Like, um, yeah, so people are usually interested in in the an, an anonymous anonymity side of it and they always want to know like how I feel about not having my name on the book and just you know sometimes you might creep into the acknowledgements if you're lucky <laughs> like but um that's yeah well like I was saying it's it's not my it's not my stuff if it was fiction or if they were my ideas and so on I might feel differently but everything that I go through is is like the client is the author they are at the center like I I'm kind of creating something, but it's based on on something that they've they've also created. So it's like a collaboration in that way. So do they ever find you? I don't know. Like, is that like a a bad profession to have ghostwriting, or are they more be curious? Well, I've actually yeah a few a few um, times when I've chatted to people about it, and they'll say like, well, what if somebody tells you something about their life that you don't agree with like say that they did something in their past that is that you morally or ethically or whatever don't agree with like they think that I should refuse to write the book (laughs) you know but it's it's like well it's not my job to judge people from their experiences you know I just need to understand them enough to be able to write about it like it's yeah so no I think it's funny and it's you're right it's probably when when since I'm a writer too I of course know that ghostwriters exist but then it's it's kind of um it's not self-evident for everyone that that exists. So that's, but hopefully with this show, writers in the world who are wondering, you know, could I, could I make my living on writing? Could I actually have this as a profession? This can be one possibility for them to look at. And there may also be people who would like to write their life story or have help with it that actually ghostwriters exist. And now if somebody have an idea they would like to suggest to you or need something ghostwritten, where would you send them? Where would you say that they could go? Okay. Well, actually, like I, I took my website down a few months ago because um, it didn't really reflect the kind of work that I'm doing at the moment. So I don't have a website. I'm, I am on, I'm on Twitter. 
um <laughs> and i'm i'm happy you want to share my um my email address but that's yeah because i've kind of like i was saying i've sort of cultivated this really nice little groove at the moment where i'm working with some really interesting people i took away like the advertising side of what i was doing because it was i was getting inquiries that i couldn't really honor well, and it didn't seem so i think right. i think we can say they cannot have you obviously you seem <laughs> taken but if somebody would look for another ghostwriter where would they find them how how does one find a ghostwriter mm-hmm. okay well if um I mean, it sounds really obvious to say Google but it, or, or, or a search engine of your choice, but um, that is a good place to start because often like there will be, there are a lot of writers and some, there may be a writer in your particular area as in your locality, wherever you live, who would really love the chance to like take your life story and help you turn it into a book. But there are also professional ones who will be advertising out there too. In the UK, there are two companies called, one's called Lifebook and the other is called Story Terrace, who I know of because I've worked with them. Amer- in America, um, this this whole thing of ghostwriting life stories is actually, it has a different term. Um, in America, they're called personal historians. Ah. So yeah, if somebody was to Google the, yeah, that phrase, personal historian, they probably would get some results that way. Oh, that's great. So so if you're looking for a ghostwriter, you can Google personal historians or ghostwriter and see what shows up. And we're actually running out of time. Um, I'm so grateful you came on. It was it was really fun to explore this with you. Yeah, it's always a, it's often a challenge because there's only so much like that you can, like even if I'm talking to my friends like in a cafe, like I have to, you know, I, I have to respect people's confidentiality and stuff. So there's only so much you can say, but it's such like an interesting area to talk about that I do relish the chance. So thank you for having me. Thank you. And yeah, that's part of your mysterious part, you know, kind of like a spy, you can't say anything, everything. I mean, <laughs> so um and if, if anybody would like to know when when this podcast, or well, obviously you will know if you're listening to this podcast that it has come up, but if you would like to know when the next podcast come out, you can go to my website and sign up for the podcast, this bigbetterbestbooks.com website. And there you can sign up and you get a little alert when the next podcast come out. And thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.